listeners, and welcome to Project Understory, a nonfiction storytelling podcast that delves into the deeper meaning of nature experiences. Does your love for the outdoors resonate in your bones? So does ours. We are storytellers, students, and teachers connected to the Central Wisconsin Environmental Station. We are meaning makers, seeking to understand the world and ourselves better through the dappled shade of a balsam fir or the haunting call of a loon across a lake. Here, you can hear our stories of adventure and contemplation, and perhaps discover your own understory. My name is Elena, and I'm an undergrad at UWSP studying environmental education and interpretation. On today's episode, We're Not So Different, you will hear the story of the time this suburban girl came face to face with a coyote, and how that encounter helped shape me into the wilderness loving woman I am today. I grew up in the suburbs of central Illinois and just down the hill and over the bridge that crossed the Illinois River was a city that teemed with buildings, traffic, and people. You would think that growing up in an area where you never had the luxury to see the Milky Way would mean that you also never had the luxury to trace the origin of a creek or construct a network of secret trails. But you would be wrong. You see, our yard backed up to an extensive forest owned by the city that was deemed unfit for development. The creek that cut through the forest had once upon a time carved a small canyon through it, and so there the woods sat, uniquely untouched, surrounded by suburbs. Growing up, my siblings and I spent a great deal of our weekends and summer breaks exploring those woods and creating all sorts of adventures. We would knock on our neighbor's door, invite our friends to play, and then off we went. For hours, we would be back in the woods and would remain out there until dinner time. Our adventures consisted of building forts, playing spies, and narrowly escaping the bad guys we invented. However, sometimes our adventures invented themselves. One day, when I was eight years old, I was racing down a trail we created with a friend of mine. The trail zigged and zagged between towering cottonwoods and oaks. It was a warm summer day, and we had not a care in the world. (laughs) Laughing and giggling, we rounded the corner, unaware of what lay ahead. Suddenly, my friend threw out her arm and stopped us in our tracks. There, not more than twenty paces in front of us, sat a coyote. We froze. Our eyes were locked on the coyotes. Time seemed to slow down. The forest held its breath along with me. It wasn't fear that gripped me in that moment, but rather fascination. Although I had learned coyotes were dangerous and not to be messed with, there we stood, right across from one. With her head facing forward and her arm outstretched in front of me, my friend whispered, take three steps back. We slowly inched our way backwards. With my eyes still locked on the coyote, she whispered more urgently, Run! 
I tore my gaze from the coyote and we took off flying down the trail, not daring to look back and see if it followed. Now, far removed from this moment in time, I can look back. I have long cherished my encounter with this lonesome coyote. There he sat, blocking our trail, unwavered by our sudden appearance. While adrenaline gripped me as we fled the forest, I was never quite fearful of Mr. Coyote. You see, in all likelihood, he was probably more afraid of us than we were of him. Have you ever heard of Wild E. Coyote from Looney Tunes? The name Wild E. comes from the term Wily, which is used to describe someone who is skilled at taking advantage of situations and being deceitful. Coyotes may have a history of being called tricksters by Native American tribes, but while these stories and legends are interesting, they kind of give the coyote a bad rap. In reality, they'll go out of their way to avoid us, sometimes adjusting their day and night cycle to avoid humans and traffic. While coyotes have adapted to live in, in all environments, including cities and suburbs, it's unlikely to come across one as they are highly elusive and intelligent creatures. While they can be found living and hunting in packs, more often than not, coyotes live a solitary life, traversing an imaginary line that divides the city from the wild. Can you relate to this lifestyle? Although we were young and small at the time, the coyote attacking us was highly unlikely. You see, my friend and I made a pack, albeit small, and this coyote was all alone. Oftentimes, humans are fearful of wildlife, but in reality, wildlife fears us back. Instead of fear, I propose we adopt a healthy respect for wild animals and avoid them out of respect. The idea of coyotes in urban landscapes isn't going anywhere anytime soon, as they continue to adapt to our environment. I suggest doing some research and learning more about these tricksters, and you may learn more about yourself. I will forever be grateful for my small piece of luxury in the suburbs of central Illinois, and I will also forever be grateful for my brief but impactful encounter with Mr. Coyote. Just like how coyotes float between two worlds, a life lived on the outskirts, torn between the city and the wild, so too do I. Despite being raised in a city, my heart will always belong to the wild. I encourage you all to seek out time and places to explore and connect back with nature. I may not have realized it as a kid, but those long summer days I spent immersed in the forest behind my house were fundamental in shaping me into the woman I am today. Who knows what great adventures lie ahead of you. has been a production of Project Understory. A special thanks to Create Portage County in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Check them out at createportagecounty.org for their many resources available to local artists and creatives. We hope we entertained and inspired you today to encounter nature in new and meaningful ways.